Welcome back to Local Love on KUCI in Irvine. Today I'm here with Joanna Glavinsky and Allison Veet, the founder and co-founder of the only fruit tree service in Los Angeles, Fruitstitute. Today we discuss the importance of proper care for fruit trees, why it is vital for people to be educated on the specialty care they provide, the process and experience of organizing the LA Fruit Share event, the future goals and workshops of Fruitstitute, and what they're most proud of regarding their work and team. If you'd like to learn more about Fruitstitute, keep listening or check them out on their website, fruitstitute.com. Thank you once again for tuning in and enjoy the interview. The views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. For more information on this or other KUCI programs, visit KUCI.org or KUCITalk.org. And welcome back to Local Love on KUCI in Irvine. Welcome, Joanna and Allison. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited for you guys to be here too. Um, I think the services that you all provide are like really great and offers like a lot of learning opportunity. And I was hoping that you could, um, you know, give the listeners a little bit of a rundown about the history of Fruit Institute. Sure. I'm the founder of Fruit Institute, and shortly after I launched the business, I found Allison um, very serendipitously. But um, the the impetus for the Fruit Institute uh, really came out of my experience uh, working with fruit trees professionally. I was working for um, public artists planting and mapping public fruit trees on the streets of, of Los Angeles with fallen fruit. Those were the artists I was working with. And, um, and it was through that experience that I realized that there's really no um, good resources or information or teachers for that matter on backyard fruit tree care. Most of what you find online or classes about fruit trees are written by orchardists for orchardists. So um, it was at that point that I realized that the book on fruit trees has been written by orchardists for commercial fruit production, and yet growing fruit in your backyard or in a residential setting has a completely different objective and a much different purpose. And so it's, um, we're thinking landscape, safety, and as well as fruit production. So it's a different uh, treatment that these trees need. And so through my work with fallen fruit and working with the public in, pup, in fruit tree care of these trees that um, the public was tasked with taking care of, I started giving uh, workshops on how to care for these public street trees. And really at that point, people just started asking me to help them with their fruit trees. And so it was October, 2018. I was cash poor and was like, what do I offer this world? And I was like, oh, I do fruit trees. And so I put a post on Nextdoor, which is like Facebook for your neighborhood, offering to teach my neighbors how to prune their fruit trees. And within a week I had like five clients. Two weeks later, I had 10 clients. By the end of the month, I was like totally booked solid. And then I go home uh, to my family's house, uh, over the holidays. And I realized that like what just happened and I was like, okay, a business fell into my lap. So I got to run with it. And so I came back to LA and, um, filed all the paperwork to launch the company in, uh, January and March, 2018. We officially launched and then I met Allison and, um, three other artist friends who uh, I trained in how to 
care for fruit trees. And that was the beginning of the story. That's absolutely amazing. And Allison, how did you feel going into it? Like, were you excited to learn about the care for fruit trees? Totally. I have a um, background in landscape design and I've always, I'm an artist too. Um, and I've always loved sculpture and earth. So for me, it was really like learning from Joe was such a creatively inspiring process. And I got to sort of put my artistic background into this regenerative practice and this like learning about fruit trees. So it, for me, it was like super inspiring to meet Joe and a really beautiful intersection of two things that I love. That's really cool. And I was going to ask too, like, um, what types of fruit tree care do you offer to um, just the public? Yeah, so we are actually the only service that you can call that specializes in uh, fruit tree pruning uh, and seasonal maintenance. So um, I my background is in like regenerative land management and I've been working with a lot of LA's like eco-minded landscape and food people. And so one of the first things that we started doing in addition to, you know, pruning and taking care of our clients back trees is we make our compost in our mulching house. And, and um, that is definitely our secret sauce. We call it chocolate thunder compost and, and mulch love. And all of the trees that we work on are composted and mulched at least once a year because growing anything really comes down to growing soil. And that is like how you make delicious fruit is by growing delicious, healthy soil. So how we work is we're a team of, now we're a team of, of eight uh, fruit tree specialists and we uh, have clients on an annual basis or a seasonal basis, depending on what kinds of trees they have and the state of health of those trees. And so we will visit those trees when they need to be pruned and when they need to be fed with compost and mulch. Um, we do fruit thinning, we do, we run the gamut, basically everything fruit tree, you call us. And it's one thing about like landscape and garden, it's like, it's everything and so it really I hope to see the future of like landscape industry is made up of a bunch of specialists because you can't do it all and you really need to be an expert in in your field and so um, fruit trees are a perfect example of like it's a very rare skill um, which you know unbeknownst to me considering in LA too it's like every home has a fruit tree in it and they all need specialized care because they've been designed by humans on orchards so um yeah that's that's uh basically if you have a fruit tree that has been cultivated for commercial fruit production like citrus or stone fruit or apples or things like that they don't can't live without humans they need us to train them to grow with a certain way they need to be fed much more frequently than an ornamental tree um, they need to be have their fruit thinned they you know they have much different care requirements than than ornamental trees so yeah that's the crux of what we do we also um, offer education so a lot of people in their backyards our DIY clients or they want our help for one year but then they they'd love to learn more of how to take care of their trees themselves so every pretty much every job if you're a client we invite you to learn from us 
That's really cool. And just hearing too about just like all the care that goes into these trees. Like I had no idea that, you know, you also have to put in that special care and love into the soil. So hearing that is really, really cool um, because I feel like it's not really talked about a lot. Which blows my mind, Mackenzie, because at the end of the day, I always say, I'm like, you're only as good as your soil and the food that you eat is only as healthy as your soil. So um, it's, it's, instead of saying sustainable, we now like to say regenerative because what is sustaining? What are we trying to sustain? We need to build systems that are regenerative. And mainly when you're talking about land, that you need uh, an ecosystem and an ecology that is regenerative and that is resilient and that can sustain mudslides and fires and, and healthy soil holds water, healthy soil is alive. And so um, really half of the emphasis, our clients, because we are an education company, all of our clients get very long estimates with why their trees need pruning, what kind of pruning their trees need, but probably the first chunk of it is a piece on compost and a piece on mulch and why building soil and growing soil is like the root of the issue no pun intended <laughs> yeah and i think a lot of people don't um understand that over time soils are depleted no matter where you are so if you're in the same backyard that soil over time unless you add to it and feed it that soil will become less and less nutritious. It becomes dirt. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And I feel like that's an issue that a lot of people don't understand that they have, especially when gardening. I know that that's happened at my house too. And I think it's a really important part where a lot of people need to educate themselves on. And I'm so glad that you guys offered that opportunity for them to learn through. I was going to ask too, like, you know, um, what other ways have you engaged the community and like what possible volunteer opportunities do you guys offer? Uh, well, we're always looking for people to shovel mulch and bag <laughs> mulch. Um, and volunteer, we don't really have much capacity for volunteers at this point in time, but in the future we do plan to have an orchard classroom space and have a site that's kind of like, um, we call it like fruit world or fruitopia or something like that, but a site that will be um, an educational space where, and, and an orchard, just a wild, amazing classroom. Really, yeah, think Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. <laughs> real space, real time, made out of fruit mm -hmm. and soil. <laughs> but um, yeah, the, uh, that is in the works. Uh, we do have the site that we make our compost and mulch on and we are planting orchards there. So as far as volunteer opportunities, um, that'll be much more uh, available in the future. But now we do offer a lot of workshops. So for in the fall, should we be able to do to gather again? Um, which may not be the case, but uh, as soon as we are able to gather in groups, we will, we do pruning workshops and planting workshops, and I do a lot of lectures on um, just general fruit tree care, so. That's great, and I'd like to remind the listeners that you're listening to Local Love on KCI and Irvine, and if you'd like to learn more about KCI, you can find more information over at kci.org. And if you'd like to learn about local love, you can find us at Instagram at locallovekci. Um, I'm currently here with Joanna and Allison. They are the founder and co-founder of Fruitstitute. Um, and we were just currently talking about the history and the specialized care that goes into these trees. Um, I was gonna ask too, like, 
um, you know, how have you guys seen a community form between, you know, clients or your staff in general? Well, so our staff, like we're, we're a family, that's for sure. And that has been one of the most like exciting and rewarding parts of, of this venture is, you know, we were um, struggling new business in the beginning and, and everybody believed in this so much. And really, I always say proof is in the fruit. When you see these trees turn around that we visited, you know, three times and it's a whole new tree that was once like a dying decrepit tree with, with, you know, sad fruit, um, it really does make people understand the value of what we do, but also like if you care for something and if you treat it right, a happy tree is, is people feel that. A sad tree, people feel that too. So with the team, um, everybody, it's, it's so amazing just like how um, committed everyone is to this business and you know being a part like on this pirate ship we like to say <laughs> the team is definitely like big we, we all advocate for what we do because we get a lot of fruit out of it like the fruits of our labor are <laughs> definitely abundant and then with our clients like we have amazing clients because our, our we love our clients our clients love us they bake us things all the time. <laughs> they, uh, yeah, we have I, like so many stacks of jams and, and breads and things like that. Yeah, I mean, I think the relationship to the clients is a huge connection point to kind of broadening what I know of LA. I mean, I, we drive all over the city to do consultations in our in people's homes, essentially in their backyard. So it's a pretty intimate and beautiful experience to share. And we've met so many, so many interesting people and clients who have fruit to share and, and love to share. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they love they love what we do because we really do make their trees like happy and abundant. And we get photos of clients' fruit all the time. You know, and there's trees that haven't fruited for five, six years, and then all of a sudden they give tons and tons of peaches. Those emails are always so uh, rewarding. We've also met so many cool other organizations and yeah. people working in the regenerative agriculture scene. So I think that's another huge part of the community that's definitely been amazing to connect with and talk about issues. Yeah, I was going to say, because you guys just worked, too, um, with the LA Fruit Share event, um, and I was going to ask, you know, how did that go on your end, and what was it like working with the other organizations? It was a lot of work. It was <laughs> really, really fun, but it was a lot, of, um, a lot of work in communication and getting the word out to begin with, because for the event, we decided to cover all of Los Angeles, so that took a lot of energy on the front end. Um, but we were working with uh, Food Forward and Salad for President, um, Julia Sherman, and they were both amazing collaborators and we all found creative ways to reach our individual client base and communities. And I think through that kind of strong collaboration, um, we were able to get a huge turnout, which was really exciting. I don't think we really knew, you know, it was the first one. So I don't think we really knew exactly what to expect, but we knew that mm -hmm. we did, we were getting really good feedback. And then the day of it happened, we were like, 
oh my gosh, this, like talk about building community. It was so cool to see the exchanges that people were having online of where the fruit was. Um, people were meeting each other and sharing each other's fruit. And it was really beyond my wildest expectations. It was such a cool thing to witness. But I also wasn't the one like managing the social media and that was all <laughs> Allison. And she was like, it was a lot of work on the back end. I just got to see it all happen um, in real time as, as more of a witness to it. And then see Allison just like glued to her phone for probably 48 hours. <laughs> Yeah, there are a lot of questions, a lot of people being like, there's no more fruit because everyone, the enthusiasm was so um, amazing that people were out there like first thing in the morning yeah. gathering fruit and by like 10 o'clock people's supplies were, were gone, which, which is a really like also interesting takeaway that so the need for fresh produce in our neighborhoods is so great. Um, and there's so much food insecurity right now that it was pretty incredible to see how much was picked up so immediately. Yeah, so quickly. And it blows my mind that there's the food insecurity of fruit. Whereas like, I mean, I know even where you live, like you walk down any given block in particular, or I mean, in Los Angeles, and there's an exploding lemon tree all year round. And, and that was just kind of like, wow, like, even with this active participation and people gleaning those trees, I have three of those citrus that are constantly the ever-bearing trees that I call like the fruit burdens. And we picked maybe half of a grapefruit tree and put it out and all that fruit was gone by three o'clock in the afternoon. It was crazy. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people don't understand too. It's like in that food insecurity and especially right now where a lot of people are hitting the poverty line you know, unfortunately, you know, are unemployed because of COVID, you know, one of the biggest things that people need right now is fresh produce and just anything that's healthy. And, you know, a lot of the times people will donate, you know, canned goods or non-perishables, but people really need produce. Um, so just seeing that happen. And I remember the day of seeing the math and seeing how many people were participating was so heartwarming. And just seeing that everyone really wanted to give back to their community was extraordinary in my eyes. Yeah, it was, I, yeah, I remember seeing the map the first time and I was like, oh my God, you guys, <laughs> super cool. And I think when the, um, the next one, so we are, uh, we're actually in the process of organizing the next one. And I think um, the map will be improving um, and uh, so that we can get the supply a little bit more secured for, mm -hmm. for participants. Yeah, and I think we're going to work to keep, keep broadening the, um, the participation and keep revving up the amount of people on that map because this was this was the first go and it was a great go but I think there's just kind of endless potential. Definitely and we're just going to take a quick moment to hear a message from KUCI. The opinions and views expressed on this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. For more information about the show or other programs on KUCI, please log on to KUCI.org for the latest program schedule. And welcome back to Local Love on KUCI in Irvine. I'm your host, Kenzie, and I'm here with Joanna and Allison, the founder and co-founder of Fruitstitute. Uh, we were just currently talking about the LA Fruit Share and everything that went into it and the huge engagement from the community that they saw. Um, I was just gonna ask too, you know, in your guys' opinions, 
why is it so important that people are educated on the services and care of fruit trees? So um, Meyer lemons don't live in the forest and they don't survive in the forest and either do peaches or nectarines, which are fuzzless peaches. Um, they've been invented by humans. Versions of them have been invented centuries ago, but they have, I mean, it, the first crops that were ever cultivated were actually dates, figs, and olives. And so those, the dates and figs and olives that you buy in the market, really they are products of human ingenuity. Um, they aren't going to be the fruit that you know them to be if you don't care for them the way that they've been designed to be cared for. So stone fruit needs to be pruned when dormant and it needs to have fruit thinned because it is designed to overproduce. Um, citrus really needs to have a balanced distribution of weight in its branches because that fruit is really, really heavy. Citrus grows in layers, so it dies from the inside out. You've got to clean out the, the inner canopy every few years if you want to have a healthy tree for 80, 90 years or longer. Um, you know, commercially, they'll say that peach trees don't live for longer than 30 years. However, if you're growing a peach tree in your backyard, your peach tree, I've seen peach trees that are probably 100 years old and still given delicious fruit. Yeah, if you want to grow good fruit that your generation is going to eat, your kids, your grandkids, and, you know, great grandkids and, and beyond, you need to raise a fruit tree, right? And that starts at planting, um, but it's never too late to give your fruit tree the proper care and, and get it to grow the way that it um, should be growing. So yeah, the key to growing fruit is you got to know how to prune it and to feed it and, and what it needs. So that's why it's so important. Definitely. And because this is so important to not only you, but everyone, you know, within the client base and community itself, um, I was wondering, you know, how you've adapted your services or your workshops to being, you know, COVID friendly. We've definitely taken, I mean, we've never stopped working because we're in the landscape sector. So from the beginning, we adapted new protocols and precautionary measures. Um, our consultations, we offer via FaceTime if people are compromised, um, immune compromised, and we practice the same way we always do, but with masks and distance. Um, luckily, we're always in people's backyards, so we're outside and we can maintain that space and distance. So it's been pretty straightforward to get on board in that regard. And then another way that we've been influenced by the pandemic is that um, we've had just so much more, so many more clients reaching out because people are at home they're sitting in their backyards, they're looking at their trees and their trees are not, haven't been maintained for a long time. So I think a lot of people are coming around calling us um, because they're staring at this disarray or neglected backyard. So we've been, we've been dealing with like a huge, huge boost and in influx of new clients pretty much on a daily basis. I'd say we have maybe one third more consultation requests coming in every day. So it's been a lot to kind of keep up with, but. Definitely. Yeah. I know in COVID, like a lot of people got to like uh, hunker down and start projects and we just started working like so much more, which has been great. You know, it's been really cool. The other thing that I've noticed and um, 
well, I think everybody's noticed is when food is insecure, when there's a run on food in the grocery stores, people start thinking about that and they're home and they've got time for projects and they want to grow food now. And so we've, um, we definitely had a huge uptick in planting at the end of our planting season this spring. Um, people are thinking about food. And I think one of the really cool things that has happened in this pandemic is that we've all become more local. Like I know that I, I mean, the team, we all see a lot of each other because we work together. So I pretty much see the team and my neighbors. We are, you know, sharing fruit and one of my neighbors being spread and the other one has the garden and, and the team as well. Our food is becoming more local. Most of it, like on the team as well, like we're, most of us are getting farm boxes and you just kind of like turn in, in, in something like this, you look around you and you see what resources you have. And I'm sure mother nature is like rejoicing about that. Cause I feel like that was such a, an, a really important need for our planet and our time was kind of just to slow down, check in. And just wrapping up a little bit too, I was going to ask, you know, what is the future goals for the the team at Fruit Institute? Uh, well, definitely creating like the the orchard classroom space, the the Fruitopia Fruit World, Willy Wonka factory kind of <laughs> crazy space. Um, the essence of the mission like the mission of the company has always been to educate people in fruit tree care because everybody who has a fruit tree in their backyard needs needs us or needs to know that their trees need specialized care so um the more business we get the more we are able to turn people onto this message but not only um we like to say that that like fruit is the gateway to connect people to their trees so they see the lemons on their trees and then they care for the lemon tree in the way that it needs to be cared for and that tree gets healthier and happier. And then they start seeing the other plants and, and trees in their environment. So um, definitely the future is to continue just like telling it to anybody who will listen. Yeah, I mean, I think education is definitely something that we, as we grow, we'll have more opportunities to teach workshops. And we're doing a lot of working towards getting more of that online in the time being, because right now, I mean, I think that's a kind of gap that we felt is not being able to teach this. Um, like Joe, Joe and I used to teach, teach workshops in person a lot of the time and that, that was a really great way to connect to our community and it's been hard not having that, um, that outlet. So right now we're working on growing that virtually and in the future doing more and more workshops in person. And just for the last question of today, I was going to ask, what is the thing that you're most proud of for Fruit Institute? I, I have to say, Allison, she really kind of, on the Fruit Institute part of the LA Fruit Share, that was, that was Allison's bag. That's something I'm really proud of. I think it's, it's a really cool project and, and it's kind of, uh, um, really, I did not anticipate that it was going to be so engaging and building community in that way. Um, apart from that, I think really the trees that we, that we get to go back to year after year and just seeing them get better and better and better. And the team. I yeah, think I was gonna say I'm very proud of our team. I think it's, it's really cool to watch people develop a skill set from, you know, either just intuitive knowledge or a little bit of background gardening. And now we've, we have a team of eight 
very, um, very well versed fruit tree specialists and they've had so much training and I'm proud of Joe for, for always teaching us and learning the newest, hottest thing about fruit. <laughs> I would say we're always learning a new cool thing. Like every, every other day we get an email about, did you know this? And this is the new thing about peach trees and da 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 da. So it's like, it's pretty incredible to constantly be expanding a knowledge base in an industry that previously didn't exist. Yeah. So I, I'm very proud of being a part of something that's um, a blue ocean or a completely new, new landscape. And the support from the team and, you know, being a new business, it's the, um, the commitment that the team has in us and, and in this business and in what we do. I think that's just like, that is the steam engine that I think drives us is, is the belief mm -hmm. in the fruit. <laughs> Definitely. And thank you guys so much for coming on the show today and just sharing your knowledge and everything about the community and what you've seen grow from it. So thank you. It's just a really wonderful um, opportunity to learn about, you know, what you do and how you do it. Yeah. My yeah. Pleasure. Thanks for having us. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. Thank you so much for tuning in to Local Love on KUCI in Irvine. And thank you so much to Joanna and Allison for coming on to the show today. If you'd like to learn more about their services, you can find additional information on their website, fruitstitute.com, where you can find anything from consultations to workshops and events. Feel free to check out their social media at Fruitstitute on Facebook and Instagram. If you're interested, you can keep up with any updates or announcements on the future LA Fruit Share events by following the page LA Fruit Share on Instagram. I'm your host, Kenzie, and I'll see you all next week at 8 a.m. with more local resources and independent creators near you.